Hi and welcome to my podcast, Pure Happy Healthy. My name is Sandra Haupt and today I got an interview here for you with Pauline Gusels. And today's episode is about health, nutrition and happiness all around the female menstruation cycle and how we can use that for our full potential in all of the different phases. So let me introduce Pauline real quick to you. Pauline Goosens grew up in Oregon in the United States and studied pre-medicine and nutrition. She has always been interested in health and natural ways of living and curing diseases. Therefore, she became a yoga instructor and spent the last years researching the female menstruation cycle and the effects of hormones and hormonal contraceptions on the female body. And this is also the topic we will focus on mostly today. And before we dive deeper into the different stages, I want to ask you, Pauline, could you explain real quick how actually is it working that we take the pill and we can't get pregnant from that? Yeah, so to put it into simple terms, the pill basically doesn't let you ovulate. So if you don't ovulate, there is no egg, there is no fertilization, there's no conception, no baby. And simple as that. Some people say that your body thinks constantly that you're pregnant when you take the pill. Is that true? In a way, it's true. It mimics the second half of your cycle, which is the where your body thinks it's pregnant. But since you are taking a fake hormone it doesn't exactly mimic the second half of your cycle. So it's similar in the sense that you're hungrier, you're maybe on the more negative side of feelings, um, your mood is lower. So those sorts of feelings that you get in the second half of your cycle, for example, PMSing or whatever, you will have more of that during taking the pill. Hmm, interesting. So um, could we go into each week when we're having a natural cycle? Could you explain a little bit of what exactly is happening in week one until week four? Basically what happens when you are naturally cycling, so not taking any hormonal contraception, is during week one, your, so day one of your period is the day one of your cycle. And this is the lowest point your hormones will go. So as the week goes on, your estrogen starts to rise. And this is the feel-good feeling. This is when up until uh, the end of your week two, your estrogen is rising, rising, rising. Your mood is rising. Your happiness is rising. Pleasure is more pleasurable. Um, you're more optimistic. You're more beautiful. And actually more beautiful, your skin is more vibrant, glowing, you're more symmetrical. This basically makes you ready for fertility because evolutionary-wise, you, we are made to reproduce, right? So your body is preparing itself to be at its best, at its prime, to be able to find a mate. And when you go down into week three and four, this is when progesterone comes up and progesterone is very sedating and estrogen will start to lower a little bit, take a dip. And what a lot of people don't know is in the third week, we actually have a pre-PMS. So we not only have one PMS, but we have two. 
And it's just really nice to be aware of that. That way we don't take it out on other people. <laughs> but um, yeah, so progesterone is very sedating and basically makes you more introverted than when you were in your first half of your cycle, you're very extroverted. That is so interesting. I'm sure, including me, a lot of people didn't even know about these um, different weeks and stages of our uh, cycle. And um, I'm sure there is also some nutrition that is good for each week. Um, could you explain a little bit more about this? Yeah, so this is huge because as some women, most women will feel that in the beginning of their cycle, once you get your period, everything flows out. You go to the bathroom multiple times a day. Your digestion is just really flowing. So what I just highly recommend is really load up on iron and even load up on iron before your period. That way you will have as much energy as possible while your body is spending its energy shedding and letting go of all these bowels and <laughs> and uterine lining so um, during the first week of your cycle i just highly recommend um, eating a lot of iron as well as ashwagandha that's a great um, root it's called in, it's an indian ginseng and it helps with uh, metabolizing your estrogen as well as um, doing seed cycling that's a great form to keep your hormones balanced so in the first half of your cycle you will eat pumpkin seeds and flax seeds. Omega-3s help a lot, so fish, hemp seeds, those are great. And in the second half of your cycle, your digestion really slows down. So you'd probably notice you're more bloated, water retention, and water retention happens, it's a form of your body showing that it needs more water. So drink water, drink water, drink water. This is huge. I highly recommend getting rid of sugar, getting rid of these fake foods that, you know, what are you putting in your body? Is it a number? It's no, we study numbers. We don't eat them and or colors even, you know, so get rid of these processed foods, eat whole organic foods, chemical food or foods with chemicals, even sunscreen with chemicals, anything with chemicals will disrupt your hormones. So to really have a good, balanced, and regular cycle, I highly recommend drinking lots of water, eating organic foods, also getting rid of uh, table salt. Table salt also is not good. Made of chemicals as well. It has usually um, uh, what anti-caking agent, and but to replace that, use Himalayan salt. Himalayan pink salt will hydrate you. It does basically the opposite of what doctors have said of, you know, lower your salt intake, but they didn't mention any kind of salt. Table salt is bad, but Himalayan salt will help you tremendously with so, it has so many benefits for your body. So drink water, uh, take Himalayan salt, get rid of sugar and processed foods. Um, And so as well as the end of your cycle, since progesterone is making your, your digestion slower, eat a lot of fiber. This is my favorite time to be fruitarian and vegetarian. So eat cooked vegetables um, because raw vegetables will make you gassy, which makes you bloated. Everyone is an individual. So, you know, write things down, write what your body likes 
and doesn't like. I'm getting really bad anxiety right now here because I actually just bought table salt and the first thing I will do after this interview is going back home and throwing the table salt out and getting some Himalayan salt. So thank you for this advice. I, I'm still learning. Yeah. Um, I also heard that in our drinking water there is a lot of hormones because actually people who, uh, women who take the birth control um, obviously pee and pee out the hormones and that's the only thing that can't get uh, filtered out by the plants. So what is it about it? Shall I drink tap water? Is that okay? Or are there really hormones inside that can influence me? No, it can definitely influence you. So I highly recommend drinking filtered water. And as well, in tap water, they add, you know, fluoride and chlorine and all these things that are completely just detrimental to your body. So on top of the the birth control that women take and it goes into our sewage systems and then it gets filtered, you know, but except for the hormones, then we're just putting hormones into people's bodies that don't even want it just as much as the fluoride and the chlorine. Mm. Yeah, I just bought a water filter. Actually, it's um, you don't have to have like a million on your bank account. You can already find it for uh, 15 bucks or euro um, in basically any shop. So I would really highly recommend using filters for the water. It really makes a big, big difference for the taste and your health. Um, but going back to the cycle and the different weeks, um, what kind of a sport or activities or, yeah, also like free time um, adventures do you recommend for each week? Yeah, so I'll talk about the, the workout part first, because in the first half of your cycle, your body is more stiff and your muscle regeneration is higher. So... I think it's the best time to go to the gym and actually work on strengthening those muscles. Your recovery time is higher as well. So this is the best time to gain muscle. And because during ovulation, so that middle moment between the second week and the third week, when your estrogen peaks, your knees are at their highest laxicity. So this means you're more prone to injury. Your, your joints, you really need to be aware of when you're ovulating because this is the, your increase of injury is augmented. The second half of your cycle, you burn up to 30% more fat, which is incredible. So this is such a great thing that happens in a naturally cycling woman is that you have this balance of burning 30% more fat, but it's also during the time that you're hungrier. So it's great to go work out um, and eat, you know, snack all day and you're working out and you're still burning fat. And yeah, it just overall natural cycling naturally gives you a very balanced weight. Um, and with the activities, so week one, I think is the best time to give yourself some self love really during your period. Your energy is super low because estrogen and progesterone are low. So just give yourself some time in the morning, you know, or during the day, anything. Just give yourself some self-love with things that you like doing. Um, it's also the moment when your ideas are coming in. So as estrogen rises, your memory, your brain skills, 
everything is rising. So it's the best time to be ambitious. Write those ideas down because during week two, when your estrogen is peaking, that's when you're very ambitious and you're getting those things done. You're out socializing since you're you know, prettier and everything. You just want to be outside and you want to be with people. And it's also the best time to ask for a promotion because you are more desirable or more desired, let's say. People are drawn to you and this is just a perfect moment to use your fullest potential of being at your peak to ask for a promotion or to go on a date or to go out with friends. And honestly, if you don't do things like this, since your mind is so positive and so out there and dreaming, you tend to think that your or the grass is greener on the other side. And so I think this is a best moment as well to be grounded and remember and write things down that you're grateful for, the things that you have here with you. So this is huge. It's just as important to go out and enjoy things, but it's also just as important to, to be grateful for the things you have because your mind is so out there. Week three is the best time to kind of weigh out your options. So you're neitherly overly optimistic like you were in week two, and you're, neitherly, and you're neither overly pessimistic like you will be in week four. So it's a good middle ground to clean up your life. It's also when your body is thinking that it just got pregnant, right? So your energy is starting to focus on taking care of its baby, which makes you wash your hands more often. And this is my favorite time to clean my house because I am just peaking on being clean, basically. A good time for my podcast, yes. Clean Up Your Life. Exactly. <laughs> And... Um, Yeah, so best time to clean up your life, it can be anything like you said in your podcast, clean up your apps on your phone, clean up your relationships, you know, who's adding and supporting you, um, who is, you know, not adding very nice things to your life, and maybe it's just time to reconsider and reconcile relationships. Um, it's also the best time to make big life decisions, so any big purchases you want to make, this is the best time to make those decisions. Um, and then going on to week four, since you are so introverted in this time, take some time for yourself. You know, even if you have to hang out with people, make sure that they're close or good friends or family members. And this is also, and a lot of people think there's a stigma between or within the week four, it's the cranky time and Yes, we are more emotional, but it's also the best time to be creative. So this is the moment where I go painting, I go write things, I'm, I'm just very in tune with my emotions. And I think this is just, with all these different weeks, you can really plan your life to be the best, to give your best effort at your best moment, instead of going against your body and socializing during week four, you know? Yeah, I think it's um, also really important to stress that we are not judging uh, like these weeks uh, as something bad, let's say the week four or week one, but um, take it as something very natural that um, is also connected to the ups and downs of life and is basically can be connected to life itself. Like we have spring, summer and fall and winter. So we have all, we have the tides, we have 
ups and downs in our moods and um, that's a very natural thing and therefore we should also accept all these different stages and rather than fighting for it just go with the flow and see, try to see the positive and the good in it and as we could see we can use it for different yeah different activities in our life and if we embrace it it becomes more easy and therefore we have to understand it this is why i'm so happy to have you in this interview today because i feel a lot of women don't know about this and um yeah like make themselves bad for maybe feeling bad or being emotional or having pain but if you understand all this you can just use it for your own good and accept it as a very natural part of life and as we were hearing in the beginning that if we take the birth control that we have a fake income of hormones on our body that obviously affect a lot of things in ourselves, and that probably will make us more like let's say stable or more in one mood as we don't have this natural cycling anymore so how exactly is it if someone takes the birth control is it um how does a woman feel and behave or yeah what does it do to a woman that takes birth control so when a woman takes birth control it basically well like we mentioned earlier it puts you it mimics that second half of your cycle it mimics the think your body thinking that it's it's pregnant even though it's not And that's the whole point of birth control, right? But the whole point of birth control also affects so many other things. It affects your um, stress response. It affects your choice of mate selection. It affects um, your memory. Because what happens in the brain is when someone is feeling stressed out, let's say a naturally cycling woman is, feels stressed out, the brain will signal to make cortisol. So it gives you stress. But then you have a cortisol stress response hormone, which helps your body deal with that stress. So you can live a less stressful life, right? A little bit of stress is good. No stress is boring and too much stress is nobody wants that. <laughs> so you need to find a happy medium. It makes you stronger. A woman who is on birth control doesn't have that cortisol response hormone it completely blunts it so your brain will signal this cortisol but then it just keeps making more and more cortisol but there's no hormone signaling to put that down to stop to deal with it and so what happens your liver takes the job over and there the liver's like help stop you know get rid of this cortisol it's too much and instead of focusing on detoxing the body like it's normally supposed to do, it's focusing its energy on bringing down this stress. And your body goes into organ shutdowns, basically. And I think that's what a burnout is. It's your body completely shuts down. So there's that. That's what happens on birth control. It affects your choice of mate selection as well, because since your body is in mimicking this pregnancy second half of your cycle, You tend to choose someone who is, let's say, more financially stable, someone who um, would be a good father to your child. And so you're 
choice of mate selection will stay in that in that bubble, let's say. Whereas if you're a naturally cycling woman and you're at your highest fertility, you will choose someone who will pass on the best and most qualified genes, which tends to be someone with more testosterone, who has more masculine features, who will be stronger to protect the baby and things like that. Then it also affects your sense of smell. So you know when you hug someone and you you give them a nice smell, I guess, and you're like, mmm, this person is right, and it's good. And so there's that, whereas in a woman who doesn't have, or a woman who takes the pill, she won't have that sense of smell. And that's what I guess you lose with birth control is you don't get those high highs and you don't get those, you know, pleasure, pleasurable pleasures, let's say, where in a naturally cycling woman, you would get to experience all those positives as well as some negatives, but you at least get to experience life as a three-dimensional world versus a two-dimensional world on the pill. Let's say um, I have a partner and I stop using birth control and my smell or my scent would change and also my taste would change. Um, does it happen or is it possible that I don't like my partner anymore? Definitely not. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm still with my partner and I met him, you know, I was on birth control for 10 years and then when I, and I met him on birth control and I did read that people who are on birth control and then end up going off birth control, the divorce rates decrease. So you actually end up staying with your partner longer if you are on birth control because you choose a financially stable man versus um, you know that hot guy you had a one night stand with when you're feeling sexy. <laughs> and um, so it tends to be uh, a better relationship. Stabilizer. Yeah, ex yeah exactly. <laughs> okay, that's already good news. You won't lose your partner when you... Uh, get off birth control or at least um, not very probable that it's that's the case but um, I know that it still can be very very scary for women after decades or even yeah or long years or decades um, just from one day to another just stopping taking birth control because maybe they're scared their skin will get bad or they will have pain before their period because that's sometimes the reason why they took the pill in the first place and maybe they started taking it in their puberty so they don't even know how they cycle naturally or what a natural cycle means so I'm really aware that this can be very very scary in a lot of ways oh another thing I wanted to say about uh, on birth control is that you um, the increase of depression is 50%. It's huge. And for women who are between the ages of 15 and 19 years old, it goes even higher than that. If a woman, their increase of depression in 15 to 19 year olds, if they take the IUD is 220%, which is huge. And you don't want these young girls committing suicide when they don't know what's going on in their brains or anything. So that's another bad thing that comes with. Um, what can you recommend to women who 
who want to stop or who start thinking about stopping now after listening to this podcast, how could it be easier or what are the advantages or what could help these women who want to stop? There is so much more to live and to experience when you are off the pill. So although it is a very hard transition to know that you have so much more of an increase in depression, being aware, being aware, being aware, I have to repeat myself because it is so important to be aware of your hormone cycle. Nobody told me that there were two PMS times in your cycle. Nobody, you know, and all this research I've been doing by myself over the last couple of years has made me the happiest person I have ever been in my life. And I am just so grateful knowing more about my body makes me more happy. So what I hope to do is to empower these young women to be able to be at their best with each week of their cycle and eating well. Like I mentioned earlier, get rid of sugar, get rid of chemicals and numbers that are in foods, eat whole foods, eat you know, a vegetable, not something that's in a plastic box with some vegetables and numbers in it. <laughs> and um, So I think the biggest transition or help that you can do with this transition is to really keep a journal and write down how you felt on birth control and how you feel when you come off of birth control and know that these cycles are normal. And possibly because you might have been on birth control for a very long time. Your body doesn't know how to make its own hormones. So it does take a while. It took me about a year to get my body back into balance. But this is because I was unaware of what was going on and unaware of the foods I could eat and unaware of the yoga poses that could help, like straddle pose. When you're in a forward fold, it activates your ovaries. So that helps with, you know, keeping your hormones in balance. Yeah, it's so interesting how everything is connected again. And I think also once you start thinking about all like living a more pure, happy, healthy life, um, you get more and more into all areas of your life. And at one point you really, yeah, discover even more way you can, what you can do in order to get there and for, feel more pure and aligned with yourself. And I mean... The more pure you are, the better you get to know your body as well. And the more you take care of what you eat, the more pure you will feel. And the less medication, also including the birth control you take, the more good and the more natural and pure and aligned with yourself you will feel. So I guess it's it's all one big topic that is all connected to another. Um, nevertheless, it's still such a big issue of... Um, yeah, the contraception, because the pill has helped so, so, so many women, especially in the late 60s, early 70s, and until today, to be independent. And I think we also really have to acknowledge this at this point, that the birth control has empowered women and was such a big part of the uh, feminist movement, which made it even possible for women to work and yeah, make their own life decisions in many parts of the world today. So yeah, also this is a big advantage and a big thanks to the pill. But I think we moved on and we're at a different stage right now. And 
with another time and evolution where we have to think forward what's good for us and how we want to live um so we still have the big question of how to do contraception if we want to have sex with a um with a man, man partner um so what kind of contraception which is more natural and more allied to the body could you recommend hmm. good question so like you said birth control has helped women and careers and everything it's just it made a huge step forward in in women but um like you said we need to move on we've we've learned the repercussions of birth control but now i think we have enough research and data and knowledge to to go even higher than that and really strive as women as a whole to be just the most amazing humans we can be so by doing that and to still have sex you know without having the repercussions or consequences of having a baby when you're not ready um what i do is i take my temperature every morning and i use an app called natural cycles It is the only FDA-approved birth control app, hormonal-free. You just take your, your temperature in the morning under your tongue and you put it into your app and it says either if you're fertile or infertile. You'll find that um, you're fertile maybe 12, 13 days out of the cycle that you shouldn't um, have your partner come inside of you. Um, other, so during the moment, though, just you know, either withdraw or wear a condom or, you know, there or abstain, I guess. But, or there are other forms of pleasure as well that you can, you know, without, <laughs> without penetration. So there's that. Another one is the copper IUD. So that is also hormonal free, but it's still a foreign object in your body. It's still, you, I do have a couple of friends who have gotten copper toxicity from that. So You know, you just have to weigh out your options. What's best for you? What's best for your lifestyle? For me, I love, I prioritize my sleep and my health. So for me, I, I, I'm completely fine and very good at taking my temperature in the morning. Um, and I don't drink at all, pretty much. And um, Just water, alcohol. hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> just filtered water. Um, but, you know, if you're someone who, let's say, is in university, you're partying a lot, you're drinking alcohol you know your sleep is disrupted you're stressed out with school and everything then maybe the copper iud will be better for you although if you are in university i would just highly recommend don't take birth control because you have so much more potential and memory if you are off birth control your memory is um, completely altered if you are on birth control you don't have the um let's say the trauma response in your body when you listen to a a story you don't let's say someone is telling you a sad story and you're on birth control you won't empathize with that person very much and it won't stick into your memory bank whereas when you learn something and you're naturally cycling then you get to retain that information a lot more and you can use those weeks one and two when your memory and your brain skills are sharpened to learn and to study better. So I just think there's so much more potential to, to learn, to remember things when you are off birth control. So it's really, like I said with the nutrition, it's based on an individual, um, what the lifestyle is like, but 
just know that you have so much more potential and and ability to keep your stress levels down if you are naturally cycling. Yeah, talking about um, university, etc., um, all the society and people who surround us. Um, I mean, what can people around us do maybe to help us in the different stages or how can we interact best in society in order to accept our cycling but also function in the everyday society or especially if we have a partner, how can we explain our moods and our cycling to him? Mm, for sure. Yeah, it could be any any partner really to explain um, that you can explain your, your cycle to. So with my partner, I tell I tell him, you know, oh, I'm in week two. And he'll know that, oh, week two, this is when Pauline is, um, you know, wanting to try new things, wanting to go out and be social. So make it the week that you go out to a restaurant, go into the busier places or um, go and, you know, to a new event or a concert or something. So it's the time of the week that you will be happiest when doing things that are not... Uh, let's say, in your daily routine. Um, so my partner knowing that will make our relationship so much better if we are both aware of what's going on in my cycle and my mood. My stress and anxiety has completely gone away by being aware of my cycle because everything makes sense. If I'm feeling, let's say, jealousy when I'm in week four because there's a girl in week two over there that's prettier and more confident and you know my partner may might have a look at her those jealousy feelings are only because it's my hormones telling me that it's not actually me and i think that's something that we don't realize is that hormones literally control everything it controls your nervous system and your hormone system and being aware of what's going on of your moods and your thoughts literally everything makes sense Yeah, so again, I think it's really important to be really open about this topic and also to talk about it with the people who are close to you and around you. And I guess it's also about time that we stop the stigma that is so much about the menstruation and about the whole cycle, which is still um, in big parts of the world considered as very something very dirty or where women even are locked away. Um, and are not allowed to have contact even with other people and uh, or yeah, possessed by the devil or something and just start to accept that as something very natural in a in a woman's life and in a woman's cycle and um, also for the, the male partner who doesn't have that to understand or slowly yeah grow into it and as well but um if you're a man now and you listen to that and i really hope so that you lasted until now um because i think it's important for everyone to know this information not only for women um so we can all understand better what's happening to half of the population of our world every single month and as we know men also have cycles um Could you explain how the male cycle of hormones looks like? So to put it in a simple way, you would take basically the cycle that a woman has in a whole month into one day. 
So men have a 24-hour cycle. And in the morning, that's when their, their testosterone peaks. And throughout the rest of the day, it'll go down, 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 down. And, you know, by the end of the day, they just want to put their feet up and relax, just like we want to do at the end of our cycle. So um, the best time to get your work done would be in the morning, um, maybe to do muscular, like muscle regeneration, muscle gaining workouts in the morning. And in the afternoon, you would do um, more, let's say you could do a yoga class when your your body is a little bit more flexible. Um yeah, interesting how different it is still. Um, yeah, I always have two standard questions, which I'm always asking my interview guests. Um, so tell me, <laughs> what does a pure, happy, healthy life mean for you personally? Mm, great question. <laughs> a pure, happy, healthy life. Well, pure to me means um, following my, my cycle. It just really means being in tune with what my body and my mind want um, from day to day. So that's how I plan out my life. Week one, I write my ideas down. Week two, you know, go out, be social. Week three, weigh out my, clean up my life. And week four, I be creative. And to me, that's being pure. It's working with my body. Being happy as well, just doing what my body wants to do and um naturally you know not don't go against the flow go with the flow and um being healthy just eating the right foods really i highly recommend everyone to do their own research but get rid of get rid of sugar and processed foods these things will completely affect your hormones and which in turn completely affects your mood so everything is interconnected. Put into your body what will make you happy. And that's what I do. And I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so beautiful. It resonates a lot with me, your answers. <laughs> and um, yeah, did you have a podcast, a movie or a book or something um, that really was a game changer for you or that changed your perception a lot towards things? Hmm. I think the first... Thing that I found out about to get to know my cycle that really helped me out was the Hormone Horoscope app. There is a free version and a pro version, so um, even the, the light version is great. That really helped me out, and I still use it to this day, and I quit birth control three years ago. So every single day I read, I read my Hormone Horoscope. Also, I really enjoyed the book How the Pill Changes Everything by Dr. Sarah E. Hill. Um, she is a psychologist, so she gives a lot of the medical background, which I loved because I have that background as well. If you want to delve deeper or dive deeper into, um, the biology between or behind those and the evolution, the evolutionary reasons of who we are and why we think the way we are. I follow quite a few people on Instagram as well, like, um, Rising Woman, who you had on your podcast, uh, Lauren Curtin, Cervical Wellness. Um, I think she's great because, yeah, there's a big stigma on menstruation and, you know, it's something that should be celebrated. I mean, we make stem cells every single month, which is just mind-blowing to think that we carry basically the the cure to to any disease and any 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 problem that we have in our bodies, stem cells can cure it. So 
the fact that we have that in our menstruation every cycle, I think is just unbelievable. And we could probably possibly create life. Yeah. That's the biggest part of, of the whole thing, actually. Yeah, thank you so, so much for being here in the interview with me. It was a pleasure to have you here and I gained so much information. I'll go home now and throw out my table salt <laughs> <laughs> and my sunscreen probably. And um, yeah, I learned a lot today and I hope you did as well. Please leave me in the comments what you learned also Leave me in Instagram what you learned from this episode. I will also put Pauline's Instagram in the show notes and all the books and the horoscope app she mentioned so you can find it and reach out to her if you have any question, if you want any advice. Um, she'll be more than happy to get you in touch with her. And I really hope you enjoyed that episode. Please share the episode. Leave me a five-star rating. The more um, people can watch it, the better it's rated and the other way around. So and less hormones in your tap water. <laughs> and don't drink tap water. Last sentence. <laughs> um, yeah. So all the best and much love from me. And I hope to see you next time. <laughs>